Welcome to Aviation Close Calls. Cautionary tales from pilots about things that went wrong, what they did, and the advice they have for others. These stories are brought to you by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, helping you learn from other pilots. I was flying from Canberra to Alice Springs in spring with four passengers and baggage for a week-long outback tour. At the time, 20 years ago, I owned a Cessna 210, a very capable aircraft with an impressive range and useful load capability. On the second leg of this trip, I made some decisions that with the wisdom and caution of experience, I would probably now make differently. As always, there were multiple factors involved, and these factors played out, not all to my disadvantage in the end. When I read incident reports, I always find myself saying, OK, I wouldn't have done that. Now I expect readers will have a similar experience with my story. I will use James Reason's Swiss cheese metaphor for risk analysis and identify each hole in the slice as it occurs. I think the successful final outcome can perhaps be explained by the fact that some of the holes were able to be managed without too many accumulating and lining up. The trip was via Broken Hill and Udnadatta. I planned to do the 1,091 nautical miles in one day, which does seem ambitious now. We were to attend a festival in the Alice starting the next day, and we'd booked accommodation for that night. Hole number one. A long flight with subtle get-their-itis pressures. We set off from Canberra at 0700 in clear weather and arrived at Broken Hill for morning coffee and fuel. The addition to the aircraft of a fuel flow meter and well-calibrated dipstick had provided reliable support for the rather haphazard indications of the original gauges. I was familiar enough with the aircraft to usually load the required flight fuel, plus IFR reserves for each leg. On this trip especially, weight considerations were relevant. For the first leg, 435 nautical miles, I had loaded 250 litres, which turned out to be very close to requirements as we arrived at Broken Hill with the 50 litre reserve intact. I planned to top up to 270 litres for the second leg to Udnadatta, 419 nautical miles. The weather. The synoptic chart looked pretty benign, with a high over the east coast. Front approaching from the west, areas of rain extending east. Trough expected to reach Udnadatta by 2400, then stationary. Moderate mechanical turbulence developing below 5000. Wind 330, 35, all levels below 10,000. Hole number two playing down the strong and gusty winds forecast en route and at destination. This was obviously not great weather for a long trip, so we decided to proceed cautiously and review the situation regularly. Weather on the first leg was mild, and wind at Broken Hill was much less than forecast. We were probably lulled into a false sense of security. After parking, I called for fuel and asked them to add 220 litres and we went off for lunch. Returning to the aircraft, I noticed fuel dripping from the overflows. They had filled it to the brim. So we had about 65 litres more fuel than I had planned for and were overweight by about 52 kilograms. 
I could either drain the fuel out on the tarmac or depart overweight. This was not an easy decision, but I decided that given the 15-knot headwind down the long main runway and flat terrain in the area, a slightly overweight departure should be okay. I would manage the speed if we experienced turbulence, and we would be well underweight by the time we got to Udnadada. Hole number three, overloaded on departure from Broken Hill. I discussed this situation with my passengers and said the takeoff would be gradual and that radio silence should be maintained on the intercom. On the takeoff run, I remained on the ground until I had plenty of speed and then held the aircraft in ground effect until I had enough additional speed to cover the added drag of retracting the wheels. A guess for sure, but I knew this aircraft. We continued to gain speed while I nursed the plane up and away into an almost normal maximum takeoff weight climb. After an hour, I was comfortable that we were back within the envelope. Hole number three managed, but there was more to come. At 8,000, in clear conditions and approaching Lee Creek, our en route alternate, I noted on the GPS that our ground speed had progressively reduced from 140 to 90 knots. After reassuring myself that this was not due to a mechanical failure, I realized we now had a 65-knot headwind. Considering the extra hour that we would now require to reach Udnadatta, I began a descent towards Lee Creek. However, below 5,000, we experienced severe turbulence due to the surrounding hills. Hole number four, unable to land at alternate due to turbulence. After some rapid calculations, I confirmed that thanks to the overfueling incident, we had sufficient range to continue to Udnadatta. Hole number four managed, thanks to hole number three. We descended slowly and found gusty winds in the circuit. Hole number five, stronger than forecast winds at destination. The Cessna 210's maximum demonstrated crosswind is 21 knots. However, I was happy to see the wind was directly down runway 22. But the wind must have been a lot more than this, and it proved to be strong enough that after landing, weathercocking overwhelmed the rudder and we could not turn off the runway. I put the brakes on, shut down, and broadcast that our aircraft was blocking the runway. My passengers helped me push the aircraft off the runway and down the taxiway. Hole number five managed. Great runway alignment. It was not long before there were sirens and blue lights flashing around us. The local constabulary had arrived. They were, of course, concerned that their transcontinental airport was closed to traffic. They ended up driving us into town for an overnight stay. Next day, the weather was good for the short run over to Alice Springs. Lessons learnt. 20 years ago, GA flying was different. Rudimentary VFR GPS was available, but unreliable. On outback legs, the WAC, compass and clock were essential while the primary aids were usually NDBs. My focus then was also different. I was doing quite a lot of what I would now call bush piloting. While I enjoyed the discipline of the IFR, seat of the pants flying with landings at unsealed ALAs were the norm, and I relished these challenges. Since then, technology has changed the world. 
particularly in meteorology and navigation, and my interests have developed along the same lines. So today, I would expect to be able to gain a more detailed picture of the forecast weather en route, taking into account the approaching front, strong headwinds and gusty crosswinds I would probably have believed what the forecast was telling me and chosen to spend a day at Broken Hill. Departing overweight is to be avoided, of course. However, the extra fuel allowed us the option of continuing to Udnadatta. Without that extra fuel, we would have had to return to Broken Hill or risk a landing in adverse conditions at Lee Creek. As mentioned, the weather was much better the next day, as is often the case. A short delay can make for a more pleasant and safer flight. Thanks for listening to this episode of Aviation Close Calls, brought to you by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority. If you love reading about aviation and keeping up with the latest safety news, why not subscribe to our Flight Safety Australia magazine, available quarterly and delivered to your door. Flight Safety Australia is recommended by 9 out of 10 readers. Go to shop.casa.gov.au and subscribe today.